Welcome to October Astrology. Oh my goodness. So I'm putting my makeup on, getting ready for this podcast, and the song comes in. This the signal song. I wasn't looking for this stuff, but I, you know, I got my guides. This signal song for the lunar eclipse, which of course is going to be for the next year and a half. But anyway, I'm going to tell it to you, and I'm going to tell you everything, all kinds of fun stuff. And we're going to walk through this whole month together. Lots of outrageous um, transformation. We got the eclipses. Pluto's going direct after several months retrograde. It's wild. Okay, I'm going to tell you all about it. So before we get started, my name's Irliana. Thank you. If you're new to the channel, hello, hello, welcome. Thank you all for your um, being here. And if you enjoy this material, please do like, share, subscribe. It's so good for all of us. And uh, anyway, so yeah. Very excited to share um, everything that's going on. Also, I am I practice Hellenistic or traditional astrology blended with modern archetypes. I use whole sign houses and what else is there to say? I don't know, whatever. Um, so <laughs> enough of that. If you desire a reading, especially now with eclipse season, two of the most powerful times of the year are always going to be when the eclipses happen. And so it, please do, you know, hit that link button below and and we'll we'll get that going for you anyway so onward uh we are starting this month with some uh some really i mean it just be you know the eclipses the first eclipse is going to be october 14th before we get there everything's lining up in to uh support that uh on october 2nd we're going to have mercury which is still in its domicile in virgo is going to be opposing, coming into an opposition with Neptune and Pisces. So, you know, Mercury is very powerful in the sign of Virgo. It's very much about um, precision with communication. When it when it rubs up against uh, Neptune and Pisces, it can be some confusion. It's like this melding that has to occur between um, what's, you know, this, this kind of, it can feel like a battle between our words and, you know, and the ideals of the things that we want that are ideal that are kind of confused or there's some deception or there's some blockage and understanding and clarity. You can also see that too with Neptune and Pisces. Um, I, you know, there's a very good, amazing side to Neptune and Pisces. It's like I've said, you know, it's epic art and, um, and inspiration and such. So we want to temper the potential critical side of Mercury and Virgo with some softness and forgiveness. So there's this blending that needs to occur and we'll get to do that um, early in the month or on uh, October 2nd. <clears throat> the very next day, Mercury, you know, so that confusion will then blend and roll over. We'll get some clarity out of that. And um, after that confusion, Mercury goes right into a trine with Pluto in Capricorn and late stage Capricorn just as it's turning direct. So this is a really key time. It's very interesting because I'm thinking about this government shutdown that is like this looming shutdown and, and all that. That's very Mercury time Pluto in Capricorn, right? Uh, oh my God, what are we going to do? Well, um, there is that, yes, there is the potential for some very um well specific actions that can be taken and maybe maybe we'll get these uh, this you know at the last minute mercury is all about solutions so some very very organized discerning solutions to this uh situation right here and now um and of course in our own lives 
I would think more in our own lives, like relationship dynamics and the ability to have powerful conversations that are very clear and focused coming out of that opposition with Neptune. We get we re we receive inspiration and then we bring that forth with some clarity to affect real change. Okay, on the fourth, Mercury then leaves its domicile in Virgo and it moves into Libra. Now that's that's losing dignity, but it's not an exile or anything. It's it's actually a really pleasant place for Mercury to be because he's like the peacemaker negotiator. Um, at the same time, Mars is going to be conjoining the south node in Libra. Of course, this is where eclipses are happening, south node Libra. Mars in its exile in Libra that is learning how to be patient and non-reactive and to fight and stand and be passionate for solutions and for equality and fairness. This is what he does best in Libra. You know, it's not a bad thing to be in a in exile, you know, it can it can serve some great purposes as Mars is doing right now. So this is about embracing equality, uh, standing up for it powerfully, um, overcoming anger issues or impulsiveness. Um, it can also suggest, you know, this cutting off of people pleasing and being authentic. Now, these are themes that we're going to be seeing in the eclipses. And by the way, we do have Andrea Michelle coming back. We're all confirmed. We're going to be talking next week. I'm very excited to have her back. She is our consummate eclipse tour guide goddess. And we're going to be finessing out all of these details about the eclipses. So I'm really not going to dive into it much about the eclipses just as a save the date here's the marker a little bit but we'll do that deep dive so if, for those of you who have coming back to the channel you know how amazing she is it's just you know yeah we're very lucky anyway so mars conjunct the south node um again this is you know this kind of preview about what we're about to experience come the middle of the month then on the 8th of October, Venus is finally out of Leo, right? She's been there since what, like June or something, and, you know, testing our loyalties and our love and our relationships and wearing our heart on our sleeve, or do we, or have we not? So that retrograde for about five weeks over the summer was having insights revealed to us and realizations about these things. And our brilliance and our self-worth and our creativity, of course, you know, the writer's strike, uh, writers and uh, uh, which and the actors still on strike sag after but um, all of that creativity you know very much up in the mix I knew when they went on strike it's like okay guys you know ain't gonna they ain't gonna re this ain't gonna be resolved very quickly it's gonna it's gonna take months and and it did but it's good we're all moving forward now so Venus is at a Leo she does fall into go into her fall in Virgo that's considered fall which is like there's not a whole lot of support because Venus wants cush you know she wants the heart and love well v Virgo is very intellectual and very detail oriented the the bean counter the one that's very discerning so this is a great place for practicing discernment in relationships if we We've gone wild and fallen in love and thrown our heart out, out there you know uh, the Virgo the Venus and Virgo might say well let's let's come down to some reality and let's be practical around you know what we love <laughs> we could also take it into a more mental place uh, in, from the heart into a more intellectual uh, arena our love and and our social connections you know bonding over a book club or something um, so it, it, and it could also be though more service focused, you know, like say working at a food pantry or volunteering or something like that, we could find social connections that way. 
I would say watch for pickiness. Um, it's good for discernment, but you know, be careful that we don't fall into um, getting too much worked up with anxiety that could interfere with our ability to really feel and connect with people on an intimate level. Okay, the eighth to the 10th Mars and Libra is gonna square Pluto and Capricorn. I mean, this is just as Pluto's getting ready to turn direct. This is another very, you know, whenever Mars squares Pluto, it's always a power dynamic. We've been seeing this for months, Pluto squaring the nodes and then Mars jumping in there with that, you know, so it's Mars, the, the, the node, south node and Pluto. So this is definitely another loud power struggle. We've seen it with governments. We've seen it with um, you know, and here's, you know, the passing of Diane Feinstein, for example, uh, Mitch McConnell getting ill again, and, you know, he, where he froze up, you know, you could, you can see these, these, these struggles about staying and, you know, the old guards hanging on and, you know, I'm not making anyone wrong here, I'm just saying, you know, simply the archetypes at play here, regardless of the political party, it's, it's obviously happening everywhere and, you know, it is what it is. But these power trips that that are happening that are pushing us to what needs to change, what needs to fall away, and what needs to evolve. Well, with Mars and Libra, it very much speaks to a, a strength about you know feminine power and equality and fairness. Just as Pluto stations direct, Pluto is stationing direct at twenty seven degrees fifty three minutes. The USA Pluto, right? We're in our Pluto return. First time in 248 years we've seen this going on. <laughs> um, Pluto is 27 degrees, 33 minutes. So it's within 20 minutes. That's a hair of the exact place where the USA, right? When the Declaration of Independence was signed. So this is definitely this huge revolution in consciousness in the status quo in the very structures of society and the very underpinnings and the unconscious dynamics and power dynamics that have been at play that are have been servicing for quite some time. Now it's time with that retrograde where we had to review these things. Now the Pluto is gonna be moving forward and with Mars squaring it as it moves forward, it's like, yes, it's time to take action. It's time to take action for fairness and for harmony and equality and uh, peace and compassion, like infusing that into our new uh, structure of society, the ideal, the society that we want that'll be resilient and lasting, will have to incorporate equality and fairness uh, for all. Okay, the, the ninth and the 10th, we've got Venus in an opposition with Saturn and Pisces. Now, again, you know, don't think so much of an opposition as being a bad thing. Yes, it can feel a little bit you know, Venus, like I said, you know, in her head, you know, she's Saturn and Pisces is the wise elder that's saying, hey, you know what, um, relax your head and let me in here. Let's put some trust here with the creative process. Maybe try not to edit and be so peggy uh, with your with your uh, various things that you're up to, uh, especially with social connections or just art in general and, and expression and how we relate to others. So um, I, I was thinking earlier, when I was putting my notes together, 
I'm thinking of Saturn and Pisces as like the great elder, amazing, legendary filmmaker. I, I thought of Stanley Kubrick. I thought of Werner Herzog, who's now 82, believe it or not. Um, and I even Terrence Malick. Is Terrence Malick still around? I don't know. But he made Days of Heaven, which is like one of the most incredible films ever made visually, like the most choreographed uh, cinematography off the charts. It was made in the, in the late 70s. Anyway, wonderful films and filmmakers and these are iconoclastic um, film directors right and it's like they they deal with great art and they don't give a damn about budgets so venus in in virgo is kind of like that if you could imagine that person with a clipboard and some studio bean counter you know and and you know with little nerdy glasses excuse me mr kubrick or you know i know he's dead but you know you get the idea <laughs> uh mr mr herzog we're, we're a little over budget on this uh vision of yours you know and he's like screw the budget you know <laughs> like i don't care i have my vision and it's like there is a, a clash between fantasy and reality of of the things we want to accomplish but just having to deal with the reality and finding a, a good solution that's practical you know it's like yes we want our, our vision but we also have to be practical at the same time and how can we marry those two things so that's what's that kind of is what happens when venus opposes uh, saturn and pisces okay uh somewhere in our the the inner kubrick in our world you know that wants to come out we'll have to deal with the bean counter for those couple of days there in the middle of the month all right, so um, the 12th of October, Mars goes into Scorpio. So he leaves exile and he goes into his domicile, one of his domiciles, Scorpio. It's yin, intuitive, water sign, very different from the Mars and Aries archetype, fire. Um, so this is very deeply felt emotions. We're definitely, and you know, you have to remember, Mars is now the ruler of the North Node, went from Venus, with the previous eclipse cycle of Taurus Scorpio. Now Mars is takes the driver's seat for the North Node. So what we wanna move into is action and um, being very willful and focused. And what are we focused about? Well, Mars and Scorpio, ruler of the North Node, stepping into our power involves crisis. Crisis and opportunity, same word in Chinese, crisis crisis but it's a place where things can be light is being revealed so we use crisis not as a place to drown ourselves in drama and you, you know take that energy and just kind of spin it rather than renew with it so what we have to do is use this as fuel this is the fuel for transformation let crisis be the opening for an outrageous transformation we have to lose ourselves go into that unknown and just trust and know that there is some there is gold and then our hills you know as they used to say in the, the california gold rush so there is reinvention, there's transformation, there's reprogramming that's available. Uh, I would say, you know, transformation, it's, it's always an inside job and trusting our instincts. This is something at Mars's journey in Scorpio, especially as it's happening in the eclipse season, is really showing us. Okay, the middle of the month, 12th to the 14th, right before the eclipse, Mars is going to trine Saturn and Pisces. So he's going to be having the energy of that trine. So that's the wise elder, the one that's patient, that wants creative and uh, incredible visions and visionary things 
that last, right? Saturn's all about longevity. So Mars and Scorpio making that, it's that passioned drive to focus ourselves on what is, what's the longevity, um, stability of getting things done. So it's, it's, it has its eye on the big picture. When it makes that trine, there's this Jupiterian blessing. There's an energy of abundance and an ease that it can get its work done as it acknowledges this, um, the ability with Saturn and Pisces to think long-term, to infuse this with long-term goals and achievements. Um, so then here we come, so, you know, solar eclipse in Libra the next day, south node solar eclipse. So this re speaks to releasing, it's releasing and, and it might involve a sacrifice uh, with Libra energy. So what does that look like? Well, actually, this is where I come to the song, the song that came as I was putting on my eyeliner. What did I think of? I just kind of dropped into my pituitary. I don't know. I don't look for these things, but they're great when they do happen. And I'm very grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Saraswati and whoever's in charge of the Man, she's the one with the music. I don't know what whoever it was. Thank you. Big, big thank you. Um, so what I thought was, and it's like one of my favorite songs, but it and and I do I I put this on YouTube. I'll give you the link below. You gotta watch this thing. It's um it's when when I want to just get loose and I get out of my head and I just need to express myself. But the reason, but but here it is. Okay, you ready? Have I have I built up enough? <laughs> It's the original 1966 version. By the way, that's when Saturn was in Pisces. Great art. Uh, this is a classic. Nancy Sinatra. What was her most famous song? All right. What? What? You were born before the year 2000? You'll know. Um, these boots are made from walking. Okay. Now, hey, put aside the Jessica Simpson version. That was a great one. I love it. You know, but I'm I'm talking to the one that was the, she made in 1966. It was a number one hit. It was like awesome. And and it's vintage. You got to see her with her micro mini. These little dresses that come right up to their butts. You know. And I remember when they came out. That's how old I am. The micro mini. <laughs> I was in Catholic school and I don't know what the nuns were thinking. But anyway, um, we, we were rolling our skirts up and then we got in trouble because we had to roll them down. But um, anyway, now listen, this is it. South node, lunar eclipse, solar eclipse in Libra. These boots are made for walking and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are going to walk all over you. So why am I, why, what does this have to do with the eclipse? Because this is the this is where we are step we're getting rid of nice in these you know Libra and, and that and that North Node conjunct Eris is like no we're we ain't wearing no velvet party dress here man we're just we're gonna be ourselves and we're gonna take action and we're not gonna be we're not playing cute and we're not backing down and we're not compromising right the loss of South Node in Libra the law like the loss of these lovely shallow everything's fine everything's fine social graces it's like there's no authenticity there there's no transformation there so um oh again we'll get into more of this with with um andrea michelle but i would say too it can of course all eclipses are about major endings and major beginnings so there's a new dynamic that's emerging and it involves the falling away of these 
of these old uh, stuck patterns of the way you know women were taught to behave and to be nice. So yes, weird Barbie. Yes, Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> you know, go get your mini out, mini dress out, mini skirt or whatever. And I'm not telling you should step on people, but it's an it's symbolic, right? You're not gonna be just walked all over, right? You're not. If anyone's gonna do the walking. <laughs> Oh my God, how programmed we are to be like, don't fight. Anyway, so yes, new relationships and collaborations. This is a, it speaks to this new dynamic that is being birthed. Um, one of my favorite sayings uh, with an eclipse is, it's from my dear, um, not on the earth plane anymore, my, my dear friend, Renee, who was a, um, she was one of my first astrology teachers and she used to, she was a brilliant writer. She actually was part of a team that won an Emmy. She worked in uh, television and she said that um, eclipses bring magical, incongruous, nonlinear change. I just love that magical and Congress nonlinear change. So yeah, they're wild cards. So this is what's coming and this is the tenor of what's coming. But like I said, we'll talk more about that with, with Andrea. And um, yeah, and I would just say, too, you know, it's funny too, as I was getting ready, not only did I get the Nancy Sinatra boots are made for walking, but I'm I'm uh, looking something up on, on YouTube and what comes up is this ad for this man that's saying, to heal codependency. And he he's like, I guess he's a coach or something. And he's talking about the number one thing that, you know, destroys people's codependency. And, and so I'm like, ha ha, isn't that funny? Like here, here, I'm just talking to everybody. I love how astrology every it's, it's in the air. It's, it's everywhere. The archetypes it's presenting ourselves. So yes, healing codependency. All right. Enough of that. Moving on. Um, I'm going to just, just putting out a little, I want to talk later, and not at this time, but little heads up. I'm going to do a whole separate episode, I think, on this, either episode or a webinar. But the progressed sun of the USA, as this is happening, as this eclipse is happening, right within a few days of the eclipse, in the eclipse window, the progressed sun of the USA, which is where the sun has moved since our founding in 1776, where it was at 13 Cancer, and it's moved around the clock, right, um, to the fourth house and in 1819 Pisces. The progressed moon is going to conjunct that next March. That's huge. That speaks to so many amazing, fascinating things. Some of them can look a little scary, some of them, um, but there is a, an element and a dimension of that that is very, very transcendent. And I, I feel that I need to talk about that because I want to, I'm here to give people hope and encouragement, not sugarcoating, being real and knowing that there is a lot of, you know, we, we're seeing a lot of darkness and a lot of collapse, but there's something beyond that. So we want to make sure that we temper these conversations and awarenesses with this other dimension that is emerging, right? As, as things are falling apart, something else is coming in. And I wanna talk, I'll talk about that in depth at another time, but I just wanted to give the heads up, the progress sun, 19 Pisces, it's a mutable sign. And um, what that means, I've done a lot of research on it and I'll, I'll get into that in another time. But just to say that in this eclipse season, in between the solar and the lunar eclipses, 
we are reaching this point with the um, with the USA, with this kind of uh, dissolution and um, and it's and it's really like I said, not to be afraid. There is hope here. Jupiter is the ruler of Pisces, so there is hope, and we're going to talk more about that. So anyway, enough of that. Moving on, finishing up this chat um, on the 19th and the 20th of October, we have a Kazemi, the sun and the Mercury. Mercury will be in the throne room of the sun in the sign of Libra. So there's some really deep illumination and profound insights about our communication skills and how how do we negotiate? How do we compromise in a powerful way? How do we accommodate others? When do we not accommodate others? So there's speaking, listening, social connections, intimate relationships and partnerships. It's all in the mix. So we're taking that, the illuminations that our thinking mind receives around fairness, equality, and all that beauty, love, connection, it rolls over to two days later, 20th to 22nd, the sun and Mercury together are going to square Pluto in Capricorn. So Mercury is, you know, under the beams. You can't see Mercury just yet, but the sun and Mercury in Libra squaring Pluto is again, here it is again, that the square with Pluto, a power struggle. This has to do with our thinking mind and how we connect with others, say in the marketplace, with our siblings, our, our relatives, our neighbors, um, all things mercurial, curiosity, knowledge, learning, right? In a square with Pluto and Capricorn. So this fairness is being challenged again by this dying patriarchy, late stage capitalism. Right. It's all being brought up because there's something new that's coming up that's evolving and the old ways are passing away. It's not bad or wrong, just is what it is. Okay, then the 21st and the 22nd, the two benefics trine, Venus and Jupiter. Venus is in Virgo, Jupiter's in Taurus. I mean, it's it's a yes, she's in her fallen Virgo. She's, you know, in a certain way. Uh, and then Jupiter is retrograde in Taurus, but look, they're still benefic, no matter how you cut the pie. And they haven't been together in a year in a trine. It's not, it's been almost a year. So, hey, let's celebrate that. Let's use that. There's, it speaks to abundance and faith and, you know, the ability to use our social connections, perhaps to problem solve. We re we discover new things about how strong we are and how resilient we are and the knowledge that comes with that. So, hey, you know, it's, it's all cool. And that's coming, you know, a few days, about a week after the eclipse. Um, and then on the 22nd, Mercury enters Scorpio. And um, this is the ability the ability to be having very deep penetrating insights and deep conversations with with our um, with ourselves and and others. Um, the sun, the next day, the sun enters Scorpio. So now you're going to have by the end of the month, you'll have a lot of Scorpio energy. That's deeply transformative, cathartic. It could be explosive, but certainly um, some very, very, no water cooler talk here, right? Mercury and Scorpio, forget about it. Ain't no water cooler talk. You got the sun there to shine even more light and vitality to that, to the process of transformation. You got Mercury and Mars and domicile, all three, the three amigos together. That That's a lot of, that's, that's spicy. 
so we can expect some deep, intense, sometimes painful conversations, but things that need to change, but like say toxic subconscious patterns of how we speak and think and relate to one another. Um, but again, always with the eye on action, right? Mars demands action. There's a sense of being driven to reach goals. Uh, there could be some secrets that are revealed. So like I said, it's all good. Okay, the end of the month, we have 27th to 29th, Mars and Scorpio is going to oppose Jupiter. So that would call us to really integrate faith and hope and optimism into this these conversations that we where we might feel very you know put out or or tender um, this is giving us some strength and faith and to carry on and to know that we have a, a resilience that can see us through with our with our goals and our passions okay so by the 28th to 29th the end of the month we have um mercury will oppose uh jupiter then so first mars and then mercury so our will is expanded and we have these very penetrating insights that are tempered with like practicality the jupiter and taurus energy you know the, the ability to receive this higher wisdom um we're, we're grappling with that integrating higher wisdom about resilience and practicality and practical solutions um the end of the month we have then we have our lunar eclipse uh andrea will will have another episode with her on the lunar eclipse in scorpio oh sorry the lunar eclipse is in um in taurus and that's the final lunar eclipse it's the final eclipse period of the lunar of the the uh, taurus scorpio eclipse cycle so we won't see that eclipse cycle back for nine years and then it'll be 18 years for it to be the south node in Scorpio. So this is, you know, the wrapping up of these uh, of this very dynamic um, eclipse cycle of 18 months, which saw all, a lot of changes in everything related to Taurus Scorpio, our values, certainly around money and finances and things of that nature. All right. So um, that is going to, you know, again, you know, we'll just talk more about that when when Andrea comes all right and then the final two days we've got Mercury at the end of the month uh, the October 30th uh, is Mercury is is conjoined finally joins up with Mars and Scorpio so that that can be really intense I'm just gonna kind of watch out for that one we you know being careful not to lash out in anger with somebody uh, power dynamics or control or manipulation or revenge or addictiveness those are like nasty little Scorpio stingy things that we can you got to you know be aware of um i would say words can cut or they can heal or sometimes you got to cut to heal you know you got to cut out like toxic stuff but cutting not for the sake of cutting you know you want to be really aware of the potency and the power of our, our words are spells you know like what a, our world creates our reality our words create our world and so we it'll be a very potent reminder of that i would say too to watch out for drama with scorpio there could be that cesspool of drama if that in an unindividuated consciousness it can look like energy vampire it can look like drama uh, endless cycles of drama and so we have to be really mindful with that very potent mercury mars conversation uh, conjunction that we're watching out to not get sucked into that black hole of drama or 
toxicity and like that. And then uh, Halloween, Samhain, right? The cross quarter I already, can you believe? Um, October 31st, Venus is going to trine Uranus. So Venus trine Uranus can bring some real breakthrough solutions uh, regarding goodness, maybe, you know, our food supply. When I think about Virgo, I think of agriculture and harvest, Venus being around money and, and resources. And so we might find some outrageous, innovative solutions to these things, certainly bringing a very um, a surprising, could be a disruption or surprise that eventually liberates us and has us thinking in new directions. Um, this could also apply to relationship dynamics, Venus being there, and communications. So, ah, I, did I do it? Yeah, I got it all. All right, so go, go put on your black sequin mini dress and just and go go boots i remember i had a pair of white white leather and they had a flat heel and they called them banana boots weird little side zipper oh my god i wish i had another pair <laughs> go find them and start dancing to this 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 eclipse season this is a time to celebrate do not be afraid just dance man just dance <laughs> all right my dears uh, I hope you've enjoyed this video. And uh, and if you have any questions, just give me a holler. I'd love to hear from you. Of course, Dan. Dan, are you here? Oh my goodness, where is he? <laughs> Dan. And and everyone, Angela and Marilyn, like, oh my goodness, there's so many, there's so many of you. I'm yeah, uh, just everyone, just hello and I uh, can't wait to hear what, what are you guys up to? Um, I hope you're having fun. All right, my dears. Mm, big love and we'll talk soon. All right. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you for listening. Namaste.